Good morning from Jerusalem. My name is David Nekretman. My name is Scott Kahn. And welcome to Morning Dry Bible. You know, David, I've been reading a book called How to Fight Anti-Semitism by Barry Weiss. This book is one of the most moving and important books I've read in a very long time. Barry Weiss works for the New York Times. She put out this book in particular in response to the Tree of Life synagogue shooting in Pittsburgh last October 27th, a little more than a year ago. She herself, growing up, I believe, attended that synagogue. That event spurred her to action in writing this book, and I recommend to all of our listeners to get a copy of that book. I have it on my Kindle, How to Fight Anti-Semitism by Barry, B-A-R-I, Barry Weiss, W-E-I-S-S, a terrific book that really helps to explain what is going on in the world and what we can do about it. I want to address the issue of anti-Semitism for our Christian brothers and sisters to come aboard and reflect on what they can do. I'm going to say a statement, and I hope it's not too controversial. But for Christians from Christian theology, Jesus is Jewish or Jesus was Jewish is going to be a fundamental factor in Christians coming aboard and joining with Jews to fight anti-Semitism today. What do you mean by that, David? In basic theology in Christendom, all Christians believe that Jesus is divine. He's the Son of God, the Father. There's a Trinitarian understanding of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Also included in that theology is the 100% humanity of Jesus. And his humanity was born in a Jewish household. He was born in the many movements of Pharisaical Judaism or Second Temple Judaism at that particular point in time. He grew up as a Jewish person in a Jewish household. And the question is, is whether that Judaism is relevant today to the Christian. Jesus was or is. And if it is, that means that you, you, the Christian, are connected directly to the roots of our faith because Christianity comes out from the womb of Judaism. And therefore, looking at us as the Jewish people is literally looking at your own roots. And anti-Semitism means, in essence, you hate the Judaism and the Jewishness of Jesus. There's a writer named James Carroll. He writes for the Boston Globe and has written numerous books, both novels and nonfiction. He's a former Catholic priest, and he's written about the roots of anti-Semitism in the Catholic Church. He speaks specifically about Catholicism because that's his tradition. He's a former priest who remained a Roman Catholic. In the book Constantine's Sword, he talks about his trips to Israel, and he talks about looking out over the Western Wall and seeing the black-hatted and black-coated Jews swaying as they pray, and how it occurred to him that if Jesus were alive today, he would be one of those black-hatted daveners, people praying at the Western Wall. And to understand Christianity, he says, you have to understand that that's who Jesus was, the person who would be davening, praying, along with all these other Jews. What we're seeing right now is Palestinian liberation theology, or liberation theology altogether, that takes Jesus out of his Jewishness and puts him into any other ethnicity. Well, most specifically, we see calling Jesus and Mary and Joseph Palestinians. Apart from the fact there wasn't even a Palestine then, we all know that the Roman Empire, after destroying the Jewish state of its time, both in 70 and 135, changed the name to Palestine specifically to eliminate Jewish roots. The name Palestine came from the Philistines, who were the other people who lived around the area of Gaza now. So the name Palestine itself was created, but it didn't even exist in Jesus' day. It was only a name created 100 years later. So to say that Jesus was a Palestinian is the same thing as saying that all Jews are Palestinians. You're saying essentially nothing. It's a tautology. Exactly. So from my, my side of the aisle, 
and I've been dealing with Jewish Christian relations for the last 19 years. Jesus is Jewish is going to be a fundamental factor for Christians to join with the Jewish people. Now, there's one thing talking about the Jewishness of Jesus, and it's important, but there's another thing of taking action. I always go with the action. Because from a Jewish point of view, it's great that you pray, and it's important that you pray, and through prayer you'll learn what action you need to do. But right now, Jewish houses of worship and other Jewish institutions are our danger right now. Scott, you agree? Oh, All yes. over the world. Thank God in the United States, the Jewish Federation has set up a specific platform called the Secure Community Network, where anyone can go ahead and join and help towards the security of a Jewish house of worship or other institutions. I think this platform should also translate to other areas in the world that need protection. Because at the end, all communities, all Jewish communities are being affected right now with this anti-Semitism that's unprecedented in our lifetime. And therefore, I'm asking our Christian brothers and sisters, there's no reason why you can't join with the Jewish people to secure our houses of worship and Jewish institutions. And I'll add one more idea, David, one more thing which our friends can do. I know that this seems like a very small thing, but at least to me, as someone who looks on social media and sees what's going on, when somebody tweets or puts up a post or make some sort of public comment in support of the Jewish people and against anti-Semitism, that always makes me feel much more comforted. I feel that we have friends. It reminds me that there are people out there who really do care about our welfare, who are on our side, who are on the right side of history, even though sometimes it may not seem like that. It's important to make your voice heard. David, you're talking about action, and certainly action is paramount. That's what comes first. But speech also matters. Being able to say it, putting your mouth where your actions are, to be able to say, yes, I actively support the Jewish people. And by the way, an important point about that is not redefining anti-Semitism in order to fit your personal agenda. Saying, I'm against anti-Semitism, but the state of Israel should not exist, is a non sequitur. Define anti-Semitism the way that Barry Weiss and others who actually know something do define anti-Semitism. If you do that and say, I'm against that, that is very, very helpful for the Jewish people. In our podcast yesterday, we talked about sort of the rise of anti-Semitism that's perceived amongst the Jewish people within the African-American community. I want to make it very clear that Bishop Glenn Plummer from the Church of God in Christ brought a group to Israel last week. And there's something called Watch Night, which is a specific celebration of the Emancipation Proclamation 157 years ago. And within the African-American community, they celebrate this because at that particular point in time in history, 157 years ago, the president, Abraham Lincoln, said, all people are free. Slavery is no longer now, it took years to get to a point where we are in the United States today, but Bishop Plummer, in his New Year service, spoke out against the anti-Semitism rising up in New York and New Jersey and made it a point. He didn't have to do that. I was really, really deeply impressed that in the middle of a service that dealt with slavery, that he was willing to look at the Exodus narratives as his own and he's saying that we learn from the Jewish people about what is it to remember? What is memory? And that we can't take away the memory of what the Jewish people did for African Americans in the United States. 
And I just want to point out there were many, many African-American leaders this week that showed up for a rally in New York that was sponsored by different Jewish organizations. And I was also privileged to attend uh, this past Sunday a rally in Jerusalem in tandem with the rally in New York. I want to make it very clear that there seems to be a rise of anti-Semitism in the African-American community, but it doesn't represent all African-Americans. Not even close. Not even close, because again, it's 40 million African-Americans, 2 million specifically in New York, because of an action of of a specific group of people should not translate that all African-Americans hate Jews. And even more so, I think that we can say that in certain ways, and this is perhaps a hopeful way to end this podcast— I think among certain segments of the Jewish and African-American communities were even being brought closer together. For example, the terrible Jersey City shooting, there were some anti-Semitic comments made after that by some members of the Jersey City City Council. But among the vast majority of both Jews and black citizens, it was a time for coming together and supporting each other and literally showing love to each other's communities. If that increases, and it has been increasing among both of our communities, then good days are ahead. My name is Scott Kahn. My name is David Nekrutman. Please pray for us on your weekend to make sure anti-Semitism doesn't catch fire. Blessings from Jerusalem.